0: Today, on Commitment to Truth.
1: We don't know when the time in the epics is gonna happen, and we don't know when they're gonna end, we don't know how severe they're gonna be, etc., etc. etc. We just have to trust the one who has all authority to handle it.
0: Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, Let's Reengage. Many churches have had a very difficult last two years, especially with COVID-19 rendering gatherings difficult to impossible. And once we regathered, it has been a challenge to feel close to one another. Because we are the body of Christ, we were made to be connected to each other. There is no time like now to begin to restore that connectedness that makes us the hands and feet of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This week, Pastor Cedric Brown will interview the leaders of another one of the ministries of Commitment Church. During this interview, you will learn about some of the real life struggles of those who are served by this ministry and how their needs are met. You will also learn how this ministry helps to build up disciples of Jesus Christ and how you can get engaged with this ministry. Here is Pastor Cedric lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message.
1: And one of the community outreaches that we did, well, well, let me back, let me say it differently. Many times we get approached with opportunities, like just recently we got approached with, uh, or we saw a need, and then God said, fill it with the local uh, football, champion, football team who won the championship. And uh, they said, hey, we're not going to have any food for our banquet. So, relationally, we uh, were able to literally feed over 340 some odd people. Yeah, yeah, parents and children. And, um, and then it, co- it did not cost them anything. And the beautiful thing about it was they said, hey, well, Pastor, can you get up and say something? So I got up and shared my testimony, you know, and uh, this is a, a secular. Um, event, if you would, and God allowed us to share the gospel and just show the love of Jesus. And so a lot of the people from the church went over there to serve and, and serve the families professionally. It was pretty cool. Everybody had their black pants, white shirt, and and was uh, serving tables, waiting tables, and so forth. Um, and some of the things the men were sharing, even last week, that they did a barbecue uh, in Camden and things like that for the fathers. So so really, again, um, it, it's as, as creative as God wants us to be, and we get into some of that once we get over here to um, the uh, CTC and food pantry. So that being said, Joyce, South Africa, 20 years, wow we that, that, yeah, because it'll be 26 years that we've been here as a church in August. So yeah, that makes it 20 years, wow we. So what, what's happening there? <laughs> I know, right?
2: <laughs> uh, just to surmise that when I went uh, 20 years ago, a uh, ministry that I got involved there with uh, children, a children's program inside of a township, I, when I say I, representing commitment community church, we built a safe house uh, for children. And uh, I was there helping out with that, and then God rearranged some things. Um, the person that I was working with didn't have the same... Um, values and integrity, and um, so after conferring with um, the leadership here, it was time for God to take me out, which was really hard because I had given up my career and my family, and you go, and then you're like, what's happening? Well, as God would have it, he put me in a secular organization with Belgians, and I worked with an organization called Born in Africa, and it was um, uh, from Belgium. And uh, throughout that time, I mentored 22 teenagers from about three or four different townships, which led me into the homes, able to talk to parents, share the gospel, and and we had many kids. And even though they were a secular organization, they recognized that these children grew up with the church in the community. So I was allowed to share, and they they didn't put the brakes on me. And then the Lord told me it was time to leave there. Um, I was also affiliated with a church over there that Pastor Cedric came. When he came over, he even spoke at. And I'm on staff there. And so um, it's sort of like a mirrored church. Mm -hmm. Our church is one of the few churches over there that is a mixed community where we have all nations that are there. Um, You have to understand, um, just in South Africa alone, uh, there are 21 dialects. Hmm. And no, I have not gotten any of them down (laughs) right. Presently, we have the whole pregnancy center and what do we do there? We help those uh, um, in an unplanned pregnancy to make an informed decision. Uh, We teach a a program called Undiluted, a sexual purity course um, in the high school and in the middle school. Uh, We offer post-abortion counseling, a program called The Journey and we have a teen mom support group. We have ongoing support for a mom and baby. We help them with, um, they call diapers nappies over there, so nappies, clothing, we get donations of clothing. We have, uh, when, a, when one of our girls is gonna go to the hospital, we have a beginner's kit, we put it in a baby um, bag and um, just so they have something to start out with. Um, We also keep connection with them, and then we bring them in for parenting courses and things like that. We build relationships uh, to eventually share the gospel. We're very careful not to share the gospel first. Hmm. We build the relationship. We don't want them to think we're religious because that's what happens when you're coming and talking about pro-life. We speak about both aspects. Most of the girls... The clinics will give them pills or other things and say, go home, do this, do that. They have no idea what is going to follow through. Hmm. And so when I get done talking to them, um, they have a thorough understanding of both sides. And Hmm. then they can choose. The one thing I'm very excited about is that this year I'm going to be trained in a program called Legacy Dads. Hmm. And because we recognize that dads are part of the pregnancy issue, Hmm. we do have a program for dads who have uh, the girlfriend or wife or whatever who went on with an abortion. We have a program for the dads, that same post-abortion program. Um, I realize why God gave me five brothers Hmm. because (laughs) I do relate very well with men and I'm not afraid to talk to them and tell them like it is. I was just in the high school lately, and um, the boys' eyes were bigger than saucers when I got done <laughs> about telling them where they were thinking, yeah. and uh, yeah. So, and also, one question that I asked them, and, and I think it's pertinent to just stick in here, because it was a Holy Spirit moment, but I said to the young men, I said, you know, for every time you just think it's fun to go out and have a relationship with a girl and get her pregnant. First, I preface it by saying this, how many, without raising your hand, how many in this room do not have a dad? Hmm. Or have a dad but don't have a relationship with him? And then I said, every time that you impregnate a girl, you are causing a child to grow up without a dad. How does that make you feel? And that, I think, was the deep part of what Amen. God is doing. So now I'm excited. to have Legacy Dad, and I'm praying for men to come and help with that.
3: Amen. Um,
2: and just very briefly, on top of the Pregnancy Center on staff, I head up the counseling and social ministry of our church. Um, I have um, the privilege of running. Wow, I'm really loud. <laughs> three Bible study, three ladies Bible study. Uh, studies and we do discipleship and leadership development, mentorship, mm. and uh, uh, we do some teaching, preaching, and also the newest thing that we've been doing is this last time, uh, we did a six-week course on recovery of loss, mm. and that was loss when you, somebody died from COVID or whatever, mm. and um, it was so well. We had 32 people attend. Amen and I've already got people signed up in September when I will do it again. Your there's master. a great measure of loss everywhere.
1: Awesome, awesome. As you see, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Uh, uh, you you'd probably didn't even know this, and, and, and actually we're just scr- scratching the surface on everything.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We'll continue with the second part of the message right after this. Life is like an orchestra. We have the string, woodwind, brass, and percussion sections. We are all attempting to follow God's lead as our conductor while remaining in sync with each other. Instinctively, we find ourselves seeking the position of first chair. None of us are ever really skillful enough to sit there, yet we try. But who is the first chair meant for? You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's message from Commitment to Truth. We now return for the second half of our message.
1: Phil, so Phil, you oversee our food pantry, right? Which is connected to uh, the least of these, we call it, and also Commitment to Community, but can you focus on or share what, what's happening uh, with your ministry?
3: Um, well, I would say the, the, the most, well, the primary goal, right, of of the ministry, um, as you know, we've talked about already, is to serve uh, the community, you know, locally. Um, it's an outreach community. It's an outreach ministry that um, focus is here locally, uh, but locally extends not just Lindenwald, right? Like we've gone to uh, Camden and and you know Philadelphia, just you know all around all around the area here, but. Um, Uh, The biggest thing, I think, with at least of these ministries is the fact that we have a food pantry um, uh, that is recognized by New Jersey as an authorized food pantry um, here at the church. And um, we have that set up uh, literally every Friday um, from 4 to 6, and in that, um, we serve the community. Um, Not only are we able to provide food, though, um, the important thing, is I think, is the fact that we can go to the people, when the people come, we can serve them um, spiritually as well. Yeah. Um, it's something that is more than just um, putting a bunch of food together and, and sending the people out the door. Because when you meet with, these, uh, with, with any individual, right, um, we all have things that we're going through, um, more than just the need for food. And when you think about someone, when you think about the humbling experience it is to say, I need help especially when it comes to something as fundamental as food, you know, you have other things that are on your mind as well. Mm. So um, it just gives us the opportunity to, you know, really reach out to people, you know, get to know them, um, Mm -hmm. form a relationship with them, um, and then, you know, just serve them in that capacity and and you see the appreciation. And,
1: And what I would also add to that, Phil, thank you for your explanation, I know the times that I've gone that are and stayed on, on Friday night and lingered around and it's a diverse group of people.
3: Yes, it is. Yeah. I
1: mean, y- yeah. you could tell that everybody's hurting.
3: Everyone, it, it, everyone. Exactly. Has, right. Economic, socioeconomic classes have yeah. no, no ju- jurisdiction in this. It's, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone is in need of help at some point. Yeah. And especially, especially, um, we've seen, um, the effects of, of, uh, Covid, yeah. You know, in terms of um, people's jobs and um, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you get just a wide range of, um, of yeah. individuals that come. And,
1: and even just to, for the record, I mean, the food pantry, uh, the way I always also communicated is is helps. It should help supplement. I mean, for instance, if That's you right. if you only have one hundred dollars. OK, chances are you're going to ter- defer to food. You hope you afford right. the food versus something else, right? right? But but there may be people, especially today, with rising gas prices. Okay, a hundred dollars, I can't afford gas right. or gas food. Well, come to the food pantry, we'll give you food, then you could pay for your gas. Right. You follow exactly. me? So that that's important to understand is that you, if people. Uh, need to, to look at how to manage, and that's manage the resources. And this is a huge resource that God has given us. Absolutely, yeah, and, you know. and,
3: and to your point, to your point, um, the goal is not to, you know, throw a month's worth of food mm-hmm. at, at individuals. Again, yeah. it's it, it is a supplemental um, a program, if you will. Yeah. Um, but right, it's it's more or less to help those in need um, for the time being. Again, you know, encourage them that. Um, God has not forgotten them, yeah. you know, give them the, uh, the, uh, um, you know, the opportunity to, I guess, share, yeah. um, what they do need. And then, you know, giving yeah. us, giving us the opportunity, yeah. the church, the opportunity to help them in yeah. any capacity that they do need. Yeah. Um, but then just making it aware that yeah. making them aware that, you yeah. know, if they do need anything mm-hmm. else, you know, come yeah. next Friday or the Friday after that, come on yeah. back. So.
1: Yeah. Additionally, just, I want to kind of tether to is we have project shine your light that Betty Jones helps lead, and we do a lot of things, collecting uh, hygiene items and stuff like that for for um, uh, ladies and men and et cetera for Mother's Day, Father's Day, at Christmas time, and so forth. I mean backpacks, giveaways, right. Right. and haircuts. The list goes, yeah, haircut. Haircuts, yeah. Huck, we give haircuts mm-hmm. out when um, school is is starting, and a lot. We have a couple of barbers in our church who come sure. and. And they help uh, cut uh, cut hairs, and right. so there's just a plethora of things that God is graciously allowing us to do via the least of these. Um, that's only scratching the surface, and not to mention we have a uh, I think um, has brought this out a little bit. We have a a health clinic, free health that's clinic right. that, right. that is here twice a month with a relationship with and Medical School, right. and these they're every every time they're here, there's an attended physician, there's uh, a I mean, and the cool thing is that we have the opportunity to minister to a very diverse group of medical students that come in here in our building to, to help uh, serve the community. Um, we also have the IN the project, the International Neighborhood Networks that, a, um, that is attached to reaching the diaspora people that's in our area right. uh, in a very creative way because God is uniquely sending the nations to us and we wanna be able to um, be ready to serve them. Um, Shucks, the list goes on, but (laughs) it it really goes on, and God has even opened the door, just to let you know, uh, to do some wonderful works through Global Fingerprints, which is attached to the network of churches that we're having, and the Lord would have it, that we're going to sponsor. You're gonna hear next month, we're gonna sponsor, as a church, children in uh, the Philippines. So the Philippines is gonna be our focus, and the Lord will have it. This is how God works. The Lord will have it that some of you know Larry and Maria, his fiance, who is Filipino, will be in the Philippines at the same time that we're going to be uh, highlighting global fingerprints in the Philippines. Go figure, just like God. So he's going to go over there and talk to the contact church there and the pastor there and even we're gonna extend the the opportunity and and our possibility of our Next Step Discipleship Program in the Philippines. So the Lord is opening the door there. So God is doing some amazing things. Um, Then we have locally commitment to community, all right? That is, uh, we have what we call our 4A uh, program, is Academics, Arts, Athletics, and Achievement which it, it, it is from, of course, arts and athletics. We have something called the Arts Avenue that we put on a shelf for a temporary that we just display the, the giftedness of artists. Uh, we have business development, uh, youth uh, entrepreneurship. We just uh, believe we're very close to getting a grant for business, youth business development that uh, Rudy is gonna help organize. Um, we have CTC Media Group, which, just to let you know what that is, is that a lot of our graphics and our video editing and et cetera is under this and it's connected to a CTC Commitment to Community. And then we also, if you didn't know, we have uh, CTCM Radio. If you didn't know, we have our own, the church has its own radio, internet radio station. We have our own music studio that we can literally uh, produce music. Um, so, and Roberto's back there in the booth right now, and he was leading. <laughs> he, he's just, he was just leading worship. <laughs> now he's back in the booth, help it out. All right. So he oversees our CTCM radio, and and uh, and if you want to go to what CTCMradio.org or.com, you can see the site being built there, and it's actually uh, the tagline is a station for all nations. You could be able to go to one dial and hear music from all genres. And we're building that out right now. So I say all of that to say to you, <laughs> uh, we need help.
3: Amen. Amen.
1: Right? I mean, because listen, I just met with the superintendents of the school of Lindenwall. And precious uh, uh, lady, don't know if she was a believer, but I had a chance to pray with her in her office. She flat out told me, We want you and your church in our school. This is the public school. The harvest, I I wear this bracelet now. Luke 10 2. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may provide laborers for the harvest. Right? Because the harvest is plentiful and the laborers are what? Pray to the Lord of the harvest. That he may provide laborers for his harvest. It's not commitment community church's harvest; it's his harvest, and and, and he's the the harvest harvester. And he will right, because no one can come to the Father unless he draws them. We can plant, we can water, but he gives the increase. But he uses you and me; he uses all of us to get the work done. Makes sense. And, and I'm telling you, there's just so many doors that are opening. I mean, even in Colombia, there's churches that are hearing about our relationship, our, our, our church in Colombia, who are now saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, we're a small group of people. Can you potentially do the same thing you did with this other group of people, and we'll become a commitment church in what other part of Colombia?" Right? Amen. Not only Colombia, Panama, it. Oh, uh, there's, I didn't there's know a, that. There's a group in Panama <laughs> that heard about the church in Colombia, and they're interested in meeting with us. And I know Venezuela is, is eager. They, they have people that are crossing over the border into Colombia, and yeah. they need help yeah. also. Yeah. So keep yeah. praying um, that God yeah. raises another Joyce within us to send to Colombia to spend 20, 30 years out there yeah. working with them. Yeah, because I can't go. <laughs> I went, but I can go, but I can't go. And, and, and just to let you know affectionately, a lot of times that is the pull. Well, hey, pastor, can you come? Well, I can't come every time, but, but here's Timothy, a man after my own heart. Listen, the gospel is as real as it is in you that it is in me. You follow me? I mean, the same Jesus, the same Spirit of God lives in me, lives in you. Go. I mean, that's the beauty of the body of Christ. I don't, I'm not Jesus. I can't multiply my, I can't be, I can, I'm not omnipresent. But the way we accomplish the work is, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. Everybody is going and going uh, in, into all the world.
0: Thank you again for listening to our series, Let's re-engage, from commitment to truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Ephesians 4, 14 through 16 says, As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. As the fitted and held together body that we are, it is critical that we not only reconnect with one another, but serve together for the furthering of the gospel so that more and more can hear of Christ and be saved. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series,